Hello and welcome to ACS Chemical Biology's podcast for March 2015. I'm Jay Suarez, Acquisitions Editor for the Journal. The current issue of ACS Chemical Biology comprises 29 articles, including a paper by Rakesh Karmacharya, who reports a potential approach to modulate a protein of importance in the central nervous system. I have Rakesh here on the phone to tell us more about the article. Hi, Rakesh. Hi. To start off with, why is there an interest in studying the role of beta-catenin in cells? Beta-catenin is a very fascinating protein that has multiple roles in multiple contexts in biology. It's a central player in the WIMP signaling pathway, in the canonical WIMP signaling pathway, which is of great importance in stem cell biology, in cancer, as well as in neurobiology. And a lot of the studies on beta-catenin have actually focused on the canonical wind signaling pathway. However, beta-catenin also has other roles in the cell, including effects at the cell membrane where it combines with the cadherins in the adherent junction that's involved in its cell-cell interactions. And also another area that beta-catenin is involved in is at the centrosome, again, an emerging area that is not as well understood yet. And our focus is in the central nervous system where beta-catenin plays a central role in the proliferation aspects of neural stem cells in terms of the canonical wind signaling pathway. However, as I mentioned before, it also binds to N-cadherin and forms a complex that's involved in the stabilization of synapses in uh, neuronal cells. The other part of interest is in the aspects of the disease biology when it comes to psychiatric disorders. It's emerging now that it's a key component in the biology of various psychiatric disorders, and one of the major medications that's used in psychiatry, which is lithium, used for bipolar disorder, inhibits DSK3 beta, which usually phosphorylates beta-catenin and leads to degradation. So from the viewpoint of both understanding the biology of these cells as well as trying to find new therapeutics really is the reason we've been studying beta-catenin in the neuronal context. Okay, so then could you provide a short overview on how post-translational modification regulates beta-catenin? Beta-ketin is a very big protein that 781 amino acids. So it has a C-terminal domain that binds the transcription factors when it goes into the nucleus. And there's a central domain which consists of 12 armadillo repeats. But there's also a smaller N-terminal regulatory domain that is very crucial for its stability and the signaling. So this is the region that we've really focused on, and this is where the GSK3 beta phosphorylation sites are. So there's serine 33, 37, and 41, which is what a GSK3 beta phosphorylates. And that phosphorylation primes the beta-catenin for degradation by the ubiquitin proteasome pathway. So when the wind pathway is not active, then GSK3 beta constitutively phosphorylates beta-catenin and leads to degradation. But when the wind signaling pathway is active, what happens is DSK3 beta is inhibited, leading to these three residues not being phosphorylated and hence stabilizing the beta ketin and leading to uh, nuclear translocation and expression of the gene targets. So 
right around this region, there's another phosphorylation site, Serine 45, which is phosphorylated by casein kinase 1-alpha, and another site, which is lysine 49, which is known to be acetylated. So those two sites are not very well understood in terms of what their functionality is, and that is really where we initially focus on trying to figure out what is the role of lysine 49 acetylation, both in terms of what are the proteins that are involved in this deacetylation and how that impacts the phosphorylation at the casein kinase 1-alpha site and the DSK3 beta sites and how that interferes with the function of beta-catenin in the cells. That brings me to the next question. So what does your recent work published in ACS Chemical Biology bring to the table? So, so we used a set of a small molecule probes to try and tackle this question. So we initially wanted to identify which H-stack isoform was involved in the acetylation of lysine 49. So we initially started with H-stack inhibitors that had broad specificity, and we were able to see that inhibiting H-stacks with those broadly specific HDAC inhibitors led to increased acetylation of lysine 49. Then we went to more isoform-specific HDAC6 inhibitors and identified HDAC6 as the HDAC that was involved in deacetylating lysine 49. So we did this initially with multiple small molecule probes and also confirmed that by using RNAi experiments, knocking down HDAC6 and again seeing the same effect. Next, we looked at what happens when you now inhibit HDAC6, leading to increased acetylation of lysine 49. So there have been various hypotheses about how that may be related to the phosphorylations that are upstream of it. So we found that when you increase acetylation of lysine 49 by inhibiting HDAC6, you get increased phosphorylation at the serine 45 site but it does not impact the GSK3 beta sites, which are the 303741. So what we showed was that there was an interplay between the acetylation at lysine 49 and the phosphorylation at the casein kinase 1-alpha site, but the GSK3 beta sites were uncoupled from this acetylation. And the other question we wanted to ask was, so what is the effect at the cellular level of this acetylation? And... We initially were looking at any increases or changes in beta-catenin levels, and it did not seem to affect the total beta-catenin levels. And there was no increase in the nucleus as well. What surprisingly we found was that when lysine 49 was acetylated, beta-catenin, there was a greater concentration of beta-catenin at the membrane. So what we found really was that lysine 49 acetylation led to membrane localization of beta-catenin. That sounds great, and thanks for joining us today. Sure. Thank you very much. That's it for this month's show. Join us again next month for more ACS Chemical Biology highlights and interviews with our authors. To learn more about the journal, please visit us at pubs.acs.org forward slash journal forward slash ACS Chemical Biology. Thanks to all of you for listening. 